Welcome to the Moms of Triathlon podcast. I'm Amy Henderson, pro triathlete turned cyclist and mother of two to Oliver, who is three, specifically 38 months, and Margo, who is 14 months old. And I'm Allie Wilson, former college swimmer turned triathlete and full-time stay-at-home mom to my 18-month-old daughter, Beth. This week, we'll be talking about making the decision to work outside the home or not, specifically focusing on our own experiences navigating this choice. So, Amy, what's been going on with you this week? Well, this week I have been in recovery mode from the um, cyclocross injury and breaking my collarbone. And so currently I am on day 13 post-surgery. And the big thing is just that, like, it's been really difficult waiting for – so I was supposed to have – my follow-up appointment from the surgery today, actually. And so, like, I mean, since the surgery, I've been looking forward to this day. What am I, you know, what what am I going to learn at this appointment? You know, I'm sure they're going to do an x-ray. And I mean, literally my instructions until this appointment are no PT, no lifting anything, keep your arm in a sling. You can take it out, you know, for like showers, if you're sitting down, Um, and there's a few exercises of, or there's like one exercise of like basically bicep curls with no weight that I can do. (laughs) And, and so I've been like waiting for this appointment, really excited. And then last Friday I get a call that they have to move the appointment until Thursday because of an emergency surgery for someone else. And, and so just like, you know, immediately my mind goes to like, well, I need to call them and see, like, can I now, like, try to book PT earlier? Can I get any other instructions? Will they give me any updated information, you know, any updates so I don't have to keep waiting? Uh, But then after talking to, you know, Nick and my coach and people, it's like, well, if the thing they're waiting for to change your instructions is actually seeing the x-ray and seeing are the bones healing, there's nothing else they're going to say, you know? That's tough. Yeah, like, so I decided, I ended up deciding not even to call, like, my doctor's sort of back in the office on Monday, so I would have called yesterday, but I'm just like, I'll just keep waiting. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's not really going to change anything. I think what's frustrating is, like, you know, Nick actually took off. He did, like, a, you know, a leave to take care of Mm -hmm. me, which also means, you know, taking care of the kids, the family, because... You know, I'm not allowed to lift the kids at all. Like, I basically can't do diaper changes, you know? I mean, yeah. I probably could and, on the floor. And the kids don't understand that. Like, right. I mean, and it has been amazing actually to see them adapt, you know, to see Margot, like, because really before this, I mean, she always wanted me to pick her up. And you know how you're in the kitchen and kiddo, mm-hmm. like, is like, pick me up, <laughs> mom. <laughs> like, standing there screaming standing at you. Here. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And I mean, you know, like she knows now that I'm not going to, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So it is definitely interesting how those things change. But, you know, I was hoping. And so he went back to work this week. And so for me, it's like, okay, he would go back on Monday. And then by Tuesday, hopefully I'll have some new instructions. I can do more. Like I I haven't been driving, right? Like I don't yeah. think I'm really supposed to. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't like need to. So it's fine. I don't need to push it. Right. And so anyway, so now it's Thursday. Um, But one thing that was funny is this morning, Ali was for breakfast. He wanted cheesy toast. So he wanted some toast with some cheddar cheese on top. So I melted some cheddar cheese on it and brought it to the table. But it had just been cooked and just melted and you know cheese can get like really Really warm yeah yeah so you know definitely like left it away from him and was like okay we gotta wait because gotta cool down and you know he can sometimes struggle with that but anyway like he was doing okay and he was you know like he was fine he was waiting and so then you know after a few minutes i was like oh you know it's probably fine now and i like checked it and it was fine and so i moved it towards him and i said to him i said hey ali you know thanks for being so patient and he says, I wasn't. <laughs> he's 
was like, I wasn't being patient. It was oh so funny. Gosh. I love. I was like, oh, did you not feel patient? <laughs> I love hearing what he said sometimes because it's just so matter of fact. Like I know. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what you get with a three-year-old. Like, I know. And so I was no like, sarcasm, okay, no if anything. I. <laughs> If I go to this appointment on Thursday and if anyone says to me, thanks for being so patient, I'm going to say, I wasn't. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. So just waiting for that. And that is, you know, going to be exciting. Um, One of the things that has been hard, especially like yesterday, is just and today, actually, (laughs) is just like. You know, it's the weekend and it's cyclocross racing and everyone's out there and then everyone posts pictures and yeah. it's hard. Like it's, it's I, so yeah. Like it's tough when you've had a race planned or a season planned and like you can't do it. I mean, honestly, even like we've talked about this um I don't know, through pregnancy. Yeah. Of, you so know true. Like you were pregnant for both of them all summer and like you obviously have a good reason why you can't be out doing all these long, super awesome rides everybody's, jo- you know, doing. But, like, it's still a bummer. <laughs> like, it's yeah, still hard. exactly. I know. And for me, like, a huge part of it being for cyclocross is the social aspect. And so – and which is similar with pregnancy, right? Like, the group yeah. rides and stuff and not having that – like, that is where we get a lot of our social – fulfillment or whatever you know that's where we socialize and and it's just like I mean I was so excited for this season and I've been making new friends and I was like really you know excited about like building these new relationships and I know it's gonna come and I know I'm gonna see them and I know we're staying in touch and you know texting and um but like it honestly is like honestly like really sort of painful to see i was gonna ask about like you know going up and watching the races but then obviously you can't drive and you don't you know you're not it'd be one thing to have tow your whole family up there for you to race or you know exactly you're not gonna tow the whole family up just say hi to everybody yeah but honestly totally like we i've been thinking that too and for one like it's actually really exciting because one of the big races which is the one you and i did was that last year it was last fall yeah (laughs) yeah last fall um you know it's a mile from my house and and it's a double weekend too so definitely going to go to that one you know definitely and see people and cheer um but yeah so many of them are so far away like this weekend is out at cascade locks so you know it's and that's like an hour plus yeah it's uh, it's fun but again with the kids and stuff like yeah if it were just me i would go with a broken arm and just see other people heck yeah and it's it's interesting you know like i already had this experience where i had this you know there was this race the portland crit and i was so excited for it again it was gonna be my first race where i got a race in like the one two three it was a one two three field and so i was gonna be a three by that weekend i was gonna go get to race with like the best the heavy hitters right and this race it was just like such a fun atmosphere you know it was back in downtown portland just like such a cool urban race and that was the week i got covid and like all my friends were like at my friend's house because his balcony is like basically at the race, just hanging out. Perfect summer night. Like, ugh. There was even a text where it was just like, that was a perfect day in our oh, group chat. And no. I was like, oh my God. It's not even like you, you know, if you were injured, you could go to that. But yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> exactly. Like, I would have been there hanging out. I know. Oh, I know. And so, I mean, it's it's fine. It is what it is. And, you know, I've just been honestly, like choosing to disengage emotionally. You know, I'm like, OK, maybe I need to just like I'm just not really thinking about it too much because, yeah, it stinks. But again, it is what it is. And like you said, we can still go and see some races and we'll get past it soon. Um, so anyway, that's been a little difficult this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's been really you know, a fun week with the kids. We've been figuring out, you know, I've still been able to, like, have a lot of fun and play with them. And we, 
one of the fun things that we did this last weekend is that we actually went to their cousin's soccer practice. Oh, fun. (laughs) Yeah. And it was really fun because it was just, you know, we sort of wanted to go so that Ollie could see it and like get exposed and just see that atmosphere. Um, Of course, there's a playground nearby. So mostly we were like playing on the playground. (laughs) But then like and Margo was like trying to run out on the field, like into practice. And so I'm like holding her jacket and she's screaming. And then her cousin brought over for her like a little soccer ball. And then we're just like running around on the track in the field. And she's like kicking the ball and running after it. And like, it's so funny because I swear anytime I see her do anything sports related in any domain it's like she's gonna be a soccer star she's gonna be a bike racer she's gonna you know she loves water she's gonna be a swimmer (laughs) so yeah i love it but uh it was really cute seeing her run around with a soccer ball so that's awesome (laughs) but yeah that's been my week what's been going on with you Allie? um it feels like it's been a really uneventful week for me um honestly I've, i've kind of been having a little bit of a hard time like getting back into routine since we came home from San Diego. I'm definitely yeah. just like so so what was it? We got home on a Tuesday and then kind of just like all right, get home. Nick went back to work. Um and then we did that TT on that Saturday. So then it was like, okay, you know, I think so this last week was the week after that TT, right? Like my days are all messed up. Like I'm just like off. <laughs> <laughs> and so I like you know, I was like, whatever, maybe take like a week off of biking or I don't know, I think I'd like an easy 30 minute ride um, on one of the days during the week. But then it was like, I didn't want to bike on the weekend. So I went and swam instead. And so, you know, then today I've kind of just been like struggling of like, okay, I need to get back into like my routine, you know, because, you know, I know I don't have anything planned. Like I have nothing on the books going forward. I do want to jump into like a Zwift training plan. Like there's a couple of those out like that I've looked at that look, um, you know, like something I'd want to do. And so, but I'm like, well, I kind of need to have at least a good solid week of biking before I like just throw myself, you know, (laughs) (laughs) headlong into a training plan. And so I'm kind of just like, okay, you know, so I did 30 minutes on the bike today. (laughs) Like that's it. Like maybe I'll get on in a couple days. Like we'll see, but yeah, it's just so tough. Like once you start missing workouts, it's so easy to just keep missing them. And like, cause I missed that last one the day before we went to San Diego, didn't bike the whole time I was there. And just, I have biked like hardly at all in the last couple of weeks. And so it's just kind of like, okay, I know how to do this. It's just a matter of, of doing it. And like, I even kind of thought about it today. I was like, one more day of skipping a ride. I know. It's just one more day. I know. So I did, I got on 30 minutes easy and just (laughs) to be like, I need to get on. But um, also just, I don't know, feel like, I feel like I've just kind of been behind with like home stuff. I'm like, what have I been doing during, during your naps? I haven't been working out. Our house is a mess. <laughs> like, Honestly, I know <laughs> I like feel really dumb even saying that. Like, I don't this know. is like, honestly, this is what I have been thinking about so much the past few days. And it like, it's actually going to relate, I think, to some of the, the topic later. But yeah, I it is so the space fills up in our life. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what you have and how much there is, like, I don't I don't think it's possible with kids to not feel busy, you know, and to not feel like there's not enough space for everything. And yeah, I'm exactly the same. And right now, right, like I can be on the trainer. um, And and so there's a there's a part of me that's like I should be on the trainer every single day. And then it's like, oh, I'll take two days off because it's the weekend and I'm with the kids and like I'm busy and it's not worth it. And then it's like. It feels really weird, but then it's like, well, technically it wasn't scheduled and it doesn't really matter. And, you know. Yeah, and, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it's so. definitely um, – I do think that we've had – I know I talk about the weather all the time, but we have seriously had an insane shift in weather. Um, yeah. And I think that's been, like, kind of throwing us off. Well, and then we had the smoke, too. So, yeah. like, that's right. So the end of whatever, the last week um, – whatever i don't even i, I yeah. don't know what day thursday it was, it was smoky thursday? like yeah. and before the past few days before and then friday i think it rained so then the smoke cleared but then it was rainy you and i were going to go for a walk i think thursday 
Mm-hmm. And then that's when it was really smoky. And so I just came over and the kids just played for part of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was that. And so like, I wasn't getting outside and walking. And so, yeah, it's just been, yeah. But thankfully the rain did come and, you know, it has just been such a hot summer and it's kind of a nice, it's kind of nice to, it's cozy. It's pouring rain and it's stormy and it's cozy. <laughs> <laughs> I know literally at dinner, I've just been like, this is sort of nice. Like I was so anxious about fall and it's just like we've got, you know, our like some tea lights on the table and, it, you know, it's dark by the time we sit down for dinner at like 530. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it just really feels cozy. Um, Nick, I told him earlier, I was like sitting inside and I was just like, this this weather's kind of nice. Like it's kind of <laughs> yeah. a relief. And he's like, I'm going to write that down, date (laughs) and time, and remind you of this. But I also think, like, it is, you know, when you are specifically training for something, especially outside, you know, biking or having, you know, you want to be getting outside. You want to be getting outside every weekend, you know, when you can for your long rides and meeting up with friends. And it's like, once the weather changes, I mean, that almost, like, your priorities, I don't want to say shift. And, yeah, if you Mm -hmm. are super motivated and focused, then – and in past years, I have been a lot better about being like, okay, my outdoor ride is just shifting to a two-hour indoor ride. Like, that's my new Saturday. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if I if I get back there. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's I, <laughs> that's pretty much what I've had going on. I, it feels really, like, uneventful and disorganized. <laughs> but that's – honestly, that's just how the week has been. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I might um, start trying to swim. There's a master's practice available Saturday mornings that I haven't been doing because I have been biking. Yeah. And so I'm kind of debating, like, do I start doing that Saturday morning? Because I think it's at 930. And so, um, you know, I'd still get home before, you know, Beth's nap time. And that will kind of be about the same time frame as my rides have been the last month. Like, over the yeah. summer, I was riding at 6 a.m. Right. Because the sun was up and so I could get home by like 930. But the last few weeks or previously when I had been going outside, like I wasn't starting until 8 or 830 just because it was it was so much darker. Right. Yeah. The one thing I was going to say is that the advice I've heard many times on one of the cycling podcasts I listen to is get past that idea of I need a continuous week before I start my training plan or like people always feel like I need to be in shape before I start the training plan. No, just start the training plan. That's good. Super good advice. I think for me, it's just because I haven't been on the bike at all. Like I just want to be moving my legs like yeah, a little yeah, bit more. Yeah. And then like, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I need to spend two weeks of getting back into shape. Just kind of like, I just want to have one week of consistency. Like being on the bike. Yeah. yeah actually being on the yeah. bike a couple times in one week. Cause I haven't really been doing that. So yeah, I'm planning on probably just dropping my FTP to start into it too. So I'm not like finishing every workout, like dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah, more to come on that. <laughs> Will you do a new, do you, have you done many like FTP tests recently no. or are you just going to, you just sort of. We're just going to drop it. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> I've All only right. actually done a handful of FTP tests. Um, and my current FTP was set, I don't know, months ago when I yeah. did a Zwift race. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it ended up being like, I don't know. I don't remember exactly how long it was, but it it ended up being like this perfect amount of time that Mm -hmm. I got through it and like it was like, hey, new FTP. And it was just like super hard, short, fast. So (laughs) yeah, perfect. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. One topic that comes up a lot around parenthood is decisions around whether to have a job or career, which could either be full time or part time, something in the middle or to stay home with your kids. And so this week we thought for our main topic, we would share specifically how Allie and I have both thought about this question. And, you know, of course, want to introduce this by saying that this is a really personal topic and everyone's circumstances and considerations are very different. But we thought that maybe sharing our own personal experiences could help some listeners who might be thinking about this question, or it could at least for others, help give perspective on what parents are experiencing and going through, which is a lot of what we're trying to do with this podcast. (laughs) 
And part of the reason that we were thinking to talk about this topic today specifically is, and some listeners might have noticed this, that my introduction has changed uh, because just a few weeks ago, I made the decision to quit my job and focus on the kids and training and, you know, supporting my family in a different way. And we're definitely going to get into that. Um, and so, yeah, we're excited to to share a little about our own way as we've made this decision. So, Allie, do you want to kick us off and share when you made your decision to be a stay-at-home mom and what that process looked like for you? Sure, yeah. Um, well, I my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Um, you know, we were fortunate that she was able to do that. And there was always this piece of me when I was younger that was like, I want to do the same thing. You know, I mean, I think a lot of kids look up to their parents and like, I want to do what, you know, my parents yeah. did. And so I'm like, if wonder was she was like a lawyer, would I have gone into law? Like, who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just kind of one of those things. And I always, you know, appreciated it. And um, <laughs> not as much then as I do now. But um, <laughs> so, you know, so I had that exposure of like, maybe someday this could be an option for me. Um and honestly, like, I do have a bachelor's degree, but I truly never found myself on a career path that I was really passionate about and really excited about and, you know, enjoyed. And I definitely had jobs. Like, as soon as I was done with college, I started working, you know, sometimes two jobs. Like, I was doing various things, and I never really found that, like, passion. Um, and then I did get into a career um, when – and that's actually how I met my husband. Um, but as I was in that longer, I just didn't feel like where I was there was where I wanted to stay. And kind of timing worked out pretty well. You know, we got married, and Beth was born, and he had very, like, recently before she was born, um, gotten a promotion, which, you know, came with a raise. And so, you know, we finally had that, like, we were able to find that balance of this is something we can do. And, and I do truly believe that if I'd had a career path that I liked and honestly that was, like, making enough money – then I mm -hmm. definitely, you know, we would have looked into like working and in, in getting childcare. But like that sort of thing is I wasn't really on this trajectory to like suddenly get promoted and like, you know, get a big pay raise. And so financially, it almost didn't really make sense either because so much of my paycheck would have been going to childcare. And it's like, I'm just going to stay home. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that is... Yeah, I relate to a lot of that. Uh, one question, okay, one random question I have is, what was your degree in? Oh, uh, psychology, bachelor's oh. of science psychology, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Hey, we have the same degree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Wow. I can't yeah. believe I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, like, if we want to back up a little bit further, when I was coming out of high school, I actually wanted to be a pastry chef. So oh, I only, yes. mm -hmm, so I only went to college because I was, I had a full ride athletic scholarship. And oh, so, yeah. yeah, my original plan was to be an art major. Um, and I did one year between um, high school and a four year college at a community college. And I did a bunch of like, just introductory, like courses, a lot of basic credits, and like with the focus being art, but I got to school and turns out that like, there's so much out of class studio time required and oh, like that yeah. on top of 20 hours of training a week and traveling, like it just really wasn't realistic. So I did a little pivot. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. The plan was to go be an art major and just <laughs> be this amazing artist and then go on and make <laughs> my food into art and just be a famous pastry chef. So <laughs> oh <laughs> clearly, clearly that's not the direction that we went in. <laughs> Wow, that's wild. Wow, stuff you don't know about yeah, I <laughs> your know, close right? friends. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, just let that, I'll just let that settle. We can talk about that more in the future. Yeah. <laughs> different, different um, the, the other question that I had is, did athletics, like how did being a triathlete relate at all or like weigh into your decision to want to stay home with Beth? Did that impact it at all? Um, the short answer is not really because like 
that was kind of something in the back of my mind, you know, well before I got into triathlon. Um, and honestly, when I started the job that I had, um, I used to work in alcohol beer distribution. Um, and so like when I got into that career, I kind of backed off of sports a little bit shocking. Um, just, (laughs) you know, it was a very different, like surrounded different cultures surrounded by different friends. And, you know, after like two years of honestly, just like not really doing a lot of sports stuff and really just working a lot, which did involve Mm -hmm. a lot of like evening events. And like, it really wasn't like conducive to being a super great athlete. Um, I kind of like got back to my roots and got back into sports and stuff. But, you know, I think once I started, I was like, this is the job I'm going to have. This is the career I'm going to, you know, take and I'm going to run with this. And so sports just fell the wayside and like that at the time didn't matter. Um, but then, yeah, once I kind of realized this wasn't really where I wanted to be and got back into athletics, um, you know, the state staying at home, I guess I kind of expected it to be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And like, we've talked about this briefly of like, before you have a kid, you're like, Oh, I'm gonna get up early and work out before the kid wakes up. I'm gonna get everything done during nap time. And like your kid goes through so many different shifts, but like, it was not made for that purpose like it was not made for the you know me to be able to focus on sports however i looked at that as a bonus and i i do mm-hmm. completely like 100% agree that i probably have a lot more flexibility time wise you know i do get to do workouts during nap time assuming nap time goes as planned mm-hmm. but then i have you know some other constraints that i wouldn't have if i like had a kid in daycare like if right. i get off work early one day like you know hey maybe you get to the gym for a couple hours and i, I don't have that i don't have getting off work early <laughs> like right. you know my right. day starts when she wakes up and <laughs> it ends like after she goes <laughs> to bed so yeah Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think for me, like, again, we have touched on this a little bit, but I had this vision when I made the choice to get pregnant of like, oh, my ticket to training as a full-time pro triathlete is going to be to be a stay-at-home mom. That's how you do that. And, And that was because for me, it was like, I felt like I haven't yet proven myself athletically that I could just make that choice and to to leave my job and and do it without kids, right? That was how I felt. Like I come from sort of, you know, a like a different background in terms of, you know, my mom worked, my dad worked and like I've had someone before tell me, oh, you're a Protestant work ethic. You know, <laughs> like I don't know. For me, I'm like, I'm supposed to be working. I'm supposed to be working really hard all the time, <laughs> you yeah. know, like and I feel so much guilt if I'm like not working in some way, whatever that means. And it means so many different things, you know, and you can sort of change it, it to mean what you need. <laughs> funny, right? Because there's sometimes that like I do have moments of like, I mean, I know I joked about it when we first started talking is like, what if my, you know, my mom had been like a really super successful mm-hmm. career woman? Like, what would that look like for me? Um, you know, my husband's a great example. Like, he had parents that both worked extremely hard. And that's what he, when, you know, when he grew up, that's what he knew he was going to do. And so, you know, I think a lot of it might come down to exposure. And obviously, a lot of it comes down to like where your financial situation is, what your capabilities are. But there's a part of me that's like, almost felt, I don't know, I don't want to say lazy, but like lazy because I don't have these necessarily huge career aspirations. And I mean, even now I'm sitting here like looking at the clock of like, when am I going to go back to work? (laughs) And when I do, what am I going to do? Yeah. And honestly, I mean, that has played into my decision as well, because when I, so my dream always was you know, like in high school and then into college, you know, getting that psychology degree, I was set on, I am going to be a tenure track professor. I'm going to be doing research. I'm going to, you know, try to be at a prestigious university. And that was my goal. And then, you know, I got to Stanford in a research position that was supposed to be my like jumping off point to apply to grad school and get into a great program. 
And it totally would have worked if I'd applied. (laughs) (laughs) I remember we were talking about this before and you found it was like, I'm not going to (laughs) apply. But I just like, I, you know, my priority shifted and they honestly shifted towards triathlon. And basically I got lucky both in that, you know, I found this great triathlon community and I found this like newfound passion for sports and triathlon and all of that. But I also, my job shifted in a way that it actually became much more long-term, you know, and I was there for like eight years and I, you know, was able to grow and develop and become like an implementation manager and, and just, you know, whatever, doing more than just like the original research position I'd started. So, um, so that was great. But in terms of like, where do I go next? And, um, what does my career path look like now that I didn't go to grad school, especially since everything I was seeing was people who go to grad school and what they do from there? Like, again, that has been sort of a question and a thing that I haven't been sure about. And I know that I can figure it out. And I, you know, I've already I have switched jobs once since then. But anyway, I just agree that <laughs> I think if I were in a career where I like felt more passion or more driven or more growth potential or more sure of my path, then I probably that would impact like my decision to be working or not working. Yeah. And I like, it's interesting hearing you kind of talk about like, you know, your thoughts on school and applying for stuff. Cause I definitely came out of college feeling like the best way for me to use my degree was to go on and get like a master's degree and either go clinical or academic, like with psychology. And I just, I was never somebody that loved school. And so I just, I struggled with that. So like, but now I have this degree that I don't, I mean, other than I can put the fact that I've got a degree on my resume, like, right. Which I I mean, in this country does matter. So, you know, but I think it's hard to imagine what types of careers are possible, you know? Yeah. Uh, So that, and that's been a challenge for me too. So I definitely understand that. Uh, For me, you know, like I was saying, part of it was this vision of going into pregnancy. I was like, oh, maybe this, you know, maybe this could work out. Maybe it would make sense for me to be a stay-at-home parent so that I can have the ability to train full time as a pro <laughs> triathlete because that's how that works. Yes, very uh, much so. <laughs> <laughs> seems so doable. Yeah. But still going into it, you know, I wasn't like making that decision right away. I was still going to be keeping my job. You know, I did my but it was always something in the back of my head. And so I did my maternity leave and, you know, Nick did his and we sort of timed it out such that um, we needed Ollie to start daycare when he was four months old. And so that was when, you know, we we got him in enrolled in daycare and started doing that. And I was, you know, working from home, taking him to daycare, you know, pumping the whole deal. And then we had the incident where, you know, Ollie got sick. He was in the hospital. He had RSV and he was in the hospital for four days. And from that, we just made the decision like he's not going back in daycare. We, you know, we can't do that. You know, we would talk to the doctor too. And they were like, now that he's had this sort of intense, like lung issue, he is more susceptible to have worse colds if he gets sick again. And, you know, basically mm. it could be sort of an additive like impact on his lungs was our understanding, you know, okay. don't talk to your doctors. Like, I don't know, but that was our understanding and our feeling. So we we knew that we wanted to switch to more of like an at-home childcare with a nanny. And as we were trying to figure that out and having some family help so I could keep working, because this was all very sudden and like it was Christmas break and then I was supposed to be back at work and we had some family help. And basically, I just made the decision very suddenly. I was like, I need to quit my job. And like, that's what I have to do. And, you know, I sort of talked to my bosses and they convinced me like, you know, don't make this decision right now when you're so, you know, I was sort of emotional due to stuff that was going on. Right. And they encouraged me, you know, you can take a leave of absence. You can extend your leave. Like we can figure that out. It's not a problem, but take a little bit more time. So maybe take a leave and then you can decide to not come back or you can come back. And so, you know, that sounded great, right? Like that was really nice flexibility. I really appreciated that. And I had a boss at the time too who said, 
you don't know if you're going to like being, you know, home, like not working with the kiddo. And this was my boss. So she knew me well and she knew, you know, how I am. And she was like, I think that you might miss working and you might, you know, want to come back to work. And and that honestly ended up being accurate. So I... (laughs) And this is how I know that being a stay-at-home mom is really, really hard because (laughs) I tried it when I had, like, a five-month-old. And going into it, I thought, this is going to be the best thing. Like, you know, he's so, like, cute and sweet, and I want to be with him all the time, and it's hard to leave him. But it is really, really hard. Like, I really struggled with the feelings of, like, not feeling productive Mm -hmm. Sort of like we were just talking about, you know, not feeling like I was accomplishing stuff. And it's like at the end of the day, sure, you've cleaned the kitchen and you've cooked meals, but then it's messy again. And Mm -hmm. you've spent a lot of time doing tasks that like over and over and over. Yeah, it's it's like Groundhog Day, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's in we've talked about. You know, that and that's something I definitely struggle with, too, of like, it's just it's constant. Like every time I look at the kitchen, it's messy and I've been in it all day cleaning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like you just it's like I'm not going to sit here and say it's harder because I haven't done the other side of it. But like it's the same thing seven days a week. And there's it's very mundane. And, you know, when the weekend hits, I can't just be like, here's the kid, Nick. See you on Monday. Like, you know, there's a little bit more, um, you know, balance in the tasks that we have at home on the weekend. Sure. And, you know, I have more flexibility to go out and, you know, get a workout in and not feel like it has to be at four in the morning. Um, But like, it's, you know, it's the same thing. Like, it's (laughs) the same thing. Yeah. Day after day after day. And it, it can be very mentally draining. Like I'm also someone that's just like, I enjoy feeling like I've accomplished something. And there's days and days and days on end that I've literally accomplished nothing other than keeping the house somewhat picked up, may or may not have clean laundry, and the child is alive and happy and fed. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I was like, number one thing, kids alive. <laughs> Yeah, but that's like if you're somebody that's always felt really like I was my last job was I was in sales. I had monthly goals. I had like tasks to accomplish, like weekly, you know, monthly, quarterly goals and tasks that I was, you know, put in charge of doing. And like I could sit here and say I accomplished that. Like check this off. Check this off. I earned this like little bonus here or, you know, I made this thing or I, I did these things and you could sit here and have all these things that you've done and you can be very proud of those things but like (laughs) you don't have that like yeah and that's it's actually funny like I struggled a little bit with going from college where it was like I have an assignment I have a test to Mm -hmm. study for like things are even more buttoned up and like tight and then I actually struggled with going into the workforce and like oh like there aren't deadlines in the same way you know just I mean Mm -hmm. different jobs are different right and and So, yeah, then going into being a stay-at-home parent for a short period, like, it was very challenging. And I think over time, you know, there's – with anything, right, there's ways to adapt or change your thinking or find ways to, you know, be doing different things. Yeah, I also think you kind of – you learn to look at the week differently because I used to feel like I had a definitive start to my week and that was Monday morning. I go to work. And then Friday yeah. was my weekend. And like that completely went away. And then, you know, I've been very good at filling my Monday through Friday with different things that I do on each day. Like Mondays I swim, Tuesday, Thursdays I bike, you know, yeah. you know, and stuff yeah. like that. And so, and I also think that first summer, like, well, this past summer, I've been able to do a lot more like activities out with friends because I'm yeah. biking more and I'm out, you know, we're, I'm, my fitness is better. So I'm able to do long rides. And so, and I didn't really have that last summer. And I mean, I don't know, my experience in the first like few months as a parent are like a blur. And I do <laughs> yeah. remember I used to feel really motivated though, like, oh my gosh, she's sleeping. I'm going to deep clean the whole kitchen. And now uh-huh. I'm like, that does not happen anymore. So it's like, she's sleeping. I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, you get into a routine and that's kind of where it is now. 
Yeah, I think the routine is really helpful. And one thing, too, in terms of like considering working for me, a big part of it, as I was then making the decision to return to work, a big part of that was like, it's so nice. Like, as I've worked, I've appreciated how I've been able to then be more present in the moments when I'm with my kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's always going to you know, it's always going to vary how much in any moment you can, like, be present with your kids versus needing to get other stuff done or you just, you know, you've been with them a lot. And so it's hard to, like, have that <laughs> presence, you know, or various things. But that's one thing as, you know, you're thinking as a person might be thinking about, is this something that I would like? Like, I think that was one benefit I felt while working. Yeah, you've. I think you've mentioned that before where you're like, you get off work and you know, like, this is your dedicated time like the only thing you're going to focus on is them and like I don't necessarily have that split like it's always right. her right. and everything else and yeah. so I need I know I need to be better at being like setting my phone down leaving the kitchen alone leaving all these things alone and really just going and just playing with her and I'm just kind of constantly moving and I don't really have those like full you know or I'll do it for like five minutes but like you know, and then I'm like, oh, she can play on her own. Like, she's fine. But, yeah. you know, when yeah. I see Nick gets home from work and, like, he usually works at home for, like, 30 more minutes, like, does a few more things on his computer. And then he goes and, like, he is 100% with her. Yeah. And I see those moments and I'm like, I don't necessarily have those moments. Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting, like, I'm with her all day, but I don't really, you know, I almost feel like I'm giving her less attention. <laughs> like, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. So then for me, you know, as I was deciding, okay, I'm not going to stay at home and I am going to return to work. The next decision was how much to work. Right. And so mm -hmm. when I actually returned, I chose to return at 50% time. And also keep in mind, this was like, basically, I think this was February 2020. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, okay, I'm about to start my first season as a pro triathlete. I'm getting back into racing and I want to be working 50% time. We'd sort of established, you know, a nanny who was going to be able to come. They were going to come for those hours that I needed to cover my work, but then also additional time to cover the training that I was going to be doing in like preparation for this pro season. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. And <laughs> like that was you know, fresh. Like, I mean, at that point, yeah, I guess we had no idea how long it was going to last. So I kept training as though races were coming and I kept thinking, okay, Ironman Wisconsin or, you know, target later season races. And so it was really nice because I built up a lot of fitness. And then I think like once I um, decided to shift priorities and get pregnant again, then working the 50% time felt like too little. And I was like, I really would like to be working more because I am, I'm not balancing it so much with the training. And so I, you know, just, it, yeah, it's been interesting for me, like finding that right balance between like 50% time, 75% time. But I really have enjoyed having like not being 100% and having that ability and then feeling a little less pressure in terms of work, but also like having one day a week where I could do stuff with just like with Ollie or that was often when like you and Beth yeah, and get me together, and Ollie yeah. would be together, you know, and that was really nice to have that. Yeah. Um, but one of my big fears going into that decision of like part time work was from reading Michelle Obama's memoir. She talked about the concern of like working part time on the books, but still essentially being required or expected to do the same amount of work you were before. And so now you're getting paid for less time and you're maybe still working more than what you're being paid for or you're like fitting it in, you know. And so that was always something I was sort of fearful of. But in the end, I just was really careful to protect my time and make sure that I was like sticking with my what I was paid for. Yeah, I think that that like parenting aside, like I think that work wise, that's something that kind of our generation was doing a lot of like, 
I mean, even jobs I had, I would get called off hours and be like, come in in five minutes. Oh, I have to drop everything. I can't say no. If somebody wants me to pick up a shift, I can't, I can't ask for days off. And like, so many people are notorious for not taking their vacation time, my husband being one of them. I have to like, (laughs) take the time off. And like, I think that I do think there's a little bit of a shift in that people are suddenly now saying, when I'm off, I'm off. And I never really had it. You know, a lot of my jobs weren't really like that. So I think that's, that's tough. And so that is a really good, like, point to call out of like, dedicate your work time for working and your off time for you. Yeah. And even if that looks like, you know, sometimes for me, it looked like I'm taking a couple hours during the day to do the swim, but then I'm working in the evening to make up for that time. That's still having that like clear dedication, dedicated time. Yeah. But, you know, fitting things in and but then using the flexibility as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, and that's the thing is a lot of jobs, you know, might have gyms at their offices. And so you can do on your lunch break and go, mm-hmm. you know, go work out in the weight room or whatever, like. And that's no different. Like if you're working from home and you have like a lunch break or like I used to be able to do that too with the job I had because it was sort of flexible, but. Yeah, totally. And it's nice to have that flexibility, especially then like that was even before you had kids. But once you have kids, yeah. it's even more helpful. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so for me, like now, you know, then I was working 50% time. I had Margot. I switched jobs, actually. I was working 75% time when I had Margot. And, you know, as I mentioned, I mean, now it's, she's, you know, a year, a year old. And I just made the decision to leave my job and be at home. But of course, as listeners also know, like, we have an au pair. So we do have full-time childcare, right? And for me, like thinking about this decision, I mean, it's definitely one that I've struggled with and like sort of wrestled with to some extent. But, you know, essentially where it was coming from and how Nick and I started talking about it was just the balance in our life has not felt right. And, you know, to be fair, I don't think life ever feels balanced when you have kids like kids are a lot of work. I've talked about this before. I think that both partners often feel like things aren't balanced because everyone is expected to do more than you are capable of doing. Yeah. I mean, it's a conversation you have told me you guys have at home. That's a conversation we have at home of like fitting things into life and, you know, both of us feeling like the other one's pulling their weight and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're pulling our own weight and like, you know, getting our kind of break on the weekend, like Nick always says he's like it's my weekend too and I'm like yeah it's my weekend too like we both yeah. need an opportunity to have some time on the weekend yeah exactly and and so you know over time having these conversations but also just like always feeling like things are so on the edge and like we're just you know c- can't you know get it all in and like it's just not fitting and it's it always would be that feeling of like well, when when our au pair gets here, things will be better. Or, oh, after COVID, we'll be back to the routine. Yeah. Or, oh, after we prep for this trip to Wisconsin, like, we'll it'll be better. And it just kept feeling like that every week was like, it's going to feel better when this happens, when this happens. And that was when we needed to have a conversation that was like, what needs to change? Like, what can yeah. we change? And, you know, it's then thinking about you know, of course, there's a financial piece and, you know, and then for us thinking about like, for me, I'm trying to fit a lot in and like sports is something that's like really important to me. And I'm not at a place right now where I'm like ready to let it go, especially when, you know, this season, like I've had good results. I've been having PRs and every race is just that feeling of like, what is my potential? What could I do if I could actually train more than like 10 hours a week, you know? And so that was part of it. And then, you know, also like this podcast, I mean, it's something that we've started this year. It's something that I really care deeply about. Like I've just have wanted to start a podcast for a long time and we've gotten like great feedback from people who listen that, something that we're saying is helpful sometimes and like that's yeah. sort of enough for me to like want to keep going you know 
we get those messages and like a, a friend you know what was our friend was like my sister listened and she just she just felt like oh my gosh she needed to hear whatever you guys said because it made her feel like i'm not the only one struggling yeah exactly <laughs> we're all struggling <laughs> exactly so there's another thing that like i want to be able to fit in and and then there's just the fact of like you know we only get one life and if we have the financial ability for me to spend some time like focused on the kids and having time with them as they're young, but then also being able to train and like do these things that are really important and fulfilling to me. And also that it's going to benefit the family and hopefully like me being able to take on a little bit more of the household stuff will then free up Nick so that he can be, you know, active and fulfilled and doing things that he wants to do. Like, it just felt like a win-win and it felt like something that makes sense. And, you know, nothing is has to be forever and you try things out. And for us, it's like doing this now and trying to, you know, have a year and like be able to sort of see what can happen with sports, but then also like, you know, what this does to our balance. And then, you know, getting back into the career direction thing, right? Like, yeah, I... Honestly, like it was really hard to quit my job. Like I love the people I was working with. I love the work I was doing. A new awesome project was starting up that I was like really excited about. But that's how I knew that this was the right choice because like that was hard, but it still felt really right for me. And and again, like, you know, I I don't know what might happen. Like I might try to go back to that job in the future yeah. or <laughs> I might, you know, go like there's also a part of me that's like, oh, I can spend this time like exploring new things and, you know, continuing this podcast journey that we have. And then potentially like, I don't know, could I be a podcast producer? Do something with uh, it, yeah. Yeah. Or even getting into stuff in the triathlon industry and sports industry. Yeah. You know? That's like something that actually when I was um so two two jobs ago. So the one job that I had that um when Beth was born was um kind of wasn't my dream job it was kind of a shift because i wanted to leave the company that i was with previously um but i'd been looking around because like i have a sales background and so what i'd been looking for was i was applying for like apparel companies anything that was like sports focus i was like how can i get hired by nike how can i work for adidas or like you know you know, I'd even looked at some like local, like running companies of like wanting to figure out how I could kind of get my foot in the door in a sports focus, because I, you know, I know also people say like, you don't necessarily want to go work your, you know, passion because you might kind of develop a little bit of a disdain for it. You know, like that's just, you know, you don't necessarily want to take something that you enjoy doing and go a hundred percent of the time, all the time. Cause you might get sick of it. And like, then what? Um, but like, I was definitely trying to figure out how to get into a sports focused role. And I struggled with that. And at the time, I wasn't willing to, like, drop all the way down to an entry level position. Like I was, you know, I wasn't making a ton of money, but I was making, you know, above minimum wage, I was making decent income. Um, and so for me to actually like, completely stop and go start at the bottom somewhere else. Like that just wasn't somewhere that I wasn't something I was in a position to do at the time. And yeah. so like, you know, I was trying to apply for jobs that were like at my current level, even though I wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. qualified because I didn't have the like the background specifically maybe in that, you know, field. And so like, that's kind of one thing I've thought about is like, when the time comes for me to go back to work, I will be much more comfortable starting somewhere. Hey, if I mm -hmm. want to go work for a like a running company or, or whatever, just whatever, like go start at the bottom. Because yeah. even if I'm making basically minimum wage with opportunities to move up, which I would hope that, you know, with experience, I'd be able to do that at a, in a reasonable amount of time. Um, but it's like, I just, I wouldn't even know where to start. And yeah. so that's like one of those things. And I don't know the timing on it. Like, I don't know <laughs> what I want to do or where I want to go. And it's, it's tough. Yeah. And, and on the timing, have you thought much about 
how long you would want to be home with with Beth or, you know, when you would consider returning to work? Well, initially it was always like, oh, okay, like we'll have Beth, you know, we we probably do want to have a second kiddo. And so whenever that comes around, like I kind of had always just pictured as soon as our youngest kid was like off to school. But mm-hmm. then it was so interesting when we had Juliet Hawkman on and she was talking about how she worked when her kids were like zero to kindergarten age. And that's mm-hmm. when she quit working to be fully focused on them. And so I'm like, well, I'm not thinking that I did this wrong, but it kind of makes me rethink. You know, I was talking to my mom too of like kindergarten isn't just all of a sudden Monday through Friday, like eight to four or whatever. Like right. there's like, partial days. And so how do you even figure out how to go? You know, I would, I definitely envision myself starting part-time, whatever I do to kind of reacclimate and just readjust and make sure that everything at home is going okay. And so, but I don't know what that looks like. And I don't know, especially now, I don't know when that is. I mean, we do definitely want to get back to being a two income household. And so we're in a, you know, position right now where it's sustainable for a little while, but we would like to have, you know, me back working. So it's just kind of a matter of, I I, I don't know. I don't have an answer. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I thought that was so interesting when Juliet shared that too. And definitely had not fully realized like, and when I was a kid, you know, I was in pre- childcare before, you know, elementary school started, kindergarten and elementary school. And then I was in post-school childcare so that, you know, my mom could drop me off at like, who knows how early, 6 a.m. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, go go to work and then come get me after the day because, yeah, the school days really aren't <laughs> aren't that long. Yeah. So it's definitely, yeah, we'll have to have someone on who can uh, help continue to shed light on that because I think that's uh, an interesting part of it is um, that timeline. Yeah. And, you know, while we're kind of talking about that real quick and we usually put our like plug at the end of like contact us on social media, but, you know, if you have some insight to, you know, if, if you guys as listeners have any insight or kind of thoughts or opinions or you know, anything you'd want to share about your experience, either as a stay-at-home parent, part-time working, full-time working, like, please, you know, write in, let us know. Like, we would love to to get that perspective. We would love to share that perspective. So, yeah, let it talk to us. Yes, absolutely. We'd love to hear from you. And now we'll go into our closing segment, our Go Mamas of the Week. Go mama, go mama, go mama. <laughs> These can be any small triumph or a little thing that's just making us happy. Allie, what's your positive this week? Um, so I've been talking a lot about how much Beth has been talking and it's just, it's so much fun. Like the word explosion. Um, but she's definitely getting better at like recognizing stuff and like pointing to it, naming it. And we were at my parents' house earlier today. Um, and she calls their Mimi is my mom and pop is my dad. And she's finally in the last like couple weeks able to say both of those. And so it's mm-hmm. cute when my mom comes over, she just goes, Mimi, Mimi. <laughs> and, um, and so we were at their house today and there's this picture of them and it's like a 20 year old picture of them. And it's sitting on like a table that's low enough and she runs over to it and she grabs it and she just goes, Mimi, pop, pop. And she's pointing at them. And oh they're like, like wow. we're just sitting there and she's like carrying the picture around. She's like, Mimi, pop, pop. Mimi, pop, pop. And oh so my gosh. It was so adorable because, you know, they're also sitting here like, wow, we look the same as we did 20 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was ours. It's just like those moments. It's so much fun. So. That's awesome. Um, That's so fun. Yeah. So what is yours this week? So this week, a funny thing that happened that made me really happy was it was at night and um, Ollie was, you know, in our bed for a while. And I get back into bed and Ollie says to me, Mama, let me help you pull up the covers oh. because I don't have an owie on my arm. 
So basically he was like, he knew that, you know, I mean, I wear my sling at night and like he, you know, knows that I'm injured and everything. And he's like, I don't have an owie on my arm so I can help you pull up the covers. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's super cute. Yeah. Sometimes he asks me, he's like, can I see your small owie? And I show him like the part of my wrist that got, you know, just scabs and like, (laughs) you know, damaged a little bit. And then he's like, Uh can I see your big owie? And I show him like the big (laughs) band-aid. So, so yeah, cute. it's really sweet. <laughs> well, that's it for our show this week. Thank you everyone for listening. And we would love to hear from any any of you who have insights, you know, things you want to share about working or not working or your choices in those realms. But also please share the show. If you've been enjoying listening to the show and you have friends who you think could benefit or be interested in what we're talking about, please share the show personally or on social media and feel free to reach out with any questions that you have for us you can find us on instagram at moms of triathlon or you can always email us at moms of triathlon at gmail.com Bye.